So I saw something in the Word this morning that I thought was fairly significant, and the more I reflected on it, the more I thought that we are in a wonderful time in God's timeline. I was listening to Luke chapter 10, and around verse 20 or 13, I think it is, it says, Then turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And as I'm thinking through it, I think what the kings and the prophets desired to see and hear was the Messiah. It's really what the whole Bible and the whole world history is based on. Before Jesus came, they were looking forward to the Messiah. And after Jesus came, we looked back to the Messiah and looked forward to his coming. So all the promises of the Messiah coming and the benefits of the Messiah coming started going through my head. And as I was thinking, if you took away everything we knew know about the Messiah from the New Testament and think about what life would be like being lived in the Old Covenant. It was all effort-based and education-based. In other words, as, as we struggle through this life to become more like Christ, they wouldn't have had the benefit of the Holy Spirit full-time to transform who they are. So it's every morning pulling up the bootstraps trying your best to be what God wants you to be without any divine help, without the divine promises of him changing who you are. And man, I am so thankful that every day when I come face to face with one of my fatal flaws, I thank God that I am not stuck fighting it on my own. Because I think as the older we get, and the more we fail to defeat these things that are, that are plaguing the relationships in our lives, the more we get worn out and the more hopelessness creeps in. And as these kings and these prophets in the Old Testament heard the promises that God gave about the Messiah and what would take place when the Messiah came, and the fact that they longed to hear what the Messiah was going to teach, they longed to hear what the new covenant would be like. And it struck me that we have that treasure now. The message he said to the disciples that they longed to hear what you hear, what the disciples heard, they wrote down, and we also get to hear and read everything that the kings and the prophets of the Old Testament desired to hear. So it's not just the disciples that were privileged, but because they wrote it down, because they were inspired by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit brought to remembrance everything that Jesus said, we get to also hear and read everything they desired to hear. I have to reflect on that more. I think that is very significant, especially when you think about promises like Ezekiel 36, where God promises that he would take out our hearts of stone and put in a heart of flesh, that he would write his law on our hearts. We wouldn't have to study up to know what his law is, that he would 
naturally put conviction on our hearts with the Holy Spirit, that he would put the Holy Spirit in us, his Holy Spirit in us. Maybe it's like trying to take on a task that is way beyond you, but you have no choice but to get that task done. And then somehow somebody comes along that has great expertise in that area and they they're able to help you get through it you know there's no way that you would have been able to do it without that person or people it's like that but infinitely more so in our spiritual life the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant the old covenant was all effort and i'm sure it was all exhaustion and their hope was someday messiah will come their salvation came through hoping in the merits of the Messiah once they came. So their faith was a future Messiah, which is essentially the same as our faith in a Messiah that has already come and that we already that we have full access to. He hears us. He is not distant from us, but he says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So not only do we get to read and hear what the Messiah said, but we also have access to the Messiah. You think about when Jesus was crucified. The Old Testament temple had the curtain that separated the normal from the holy. And when Jesus was crucified, it says that the curtain of the temple was torn from top to the bottom. This was a very thick curtain made of, of uh, I don't know if it was goat's hair or whatever, I'd have to look that up. For it stood for this something that stood in between us and God. And when the Messiah came, and when he took our sins upon himself, now there is direct access to God through Christ. The veil has been removed. Which is, I'm sure, the other one of the other things that the kings and prophets longed for in the Old Testament. They wanted full access to God. The ones that that wanted to be righteous, the ones that wanted to know God and deeply loved him, didn't have access like we have access. Didn't have the promises like we have fulfilled in the Christ, like we do now. So I'm just struck by how much I think we take that for granted and don't realize what we have in the new covenant that what we have is what, for millennia, people longed for. Understanding that people longed for, and we have it in many different versions. There, we, we have full access to the Bible anytime we want, in many different fashions, whether it be digital or paper or whatever. We've got it, audio, you know. We've got all that, it's abundant. So maybe it would be helpful to think through some of these promises, thinking of Ezekiel chapter 36 in verse 25, says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. That's one thing I, I'm thankful for and I praise God for in, in 1 John chapter 1 verses 8 or 9 it says that he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness I mean, that's a promise that is so precious to me 
as I realize my flaws are beyond my ability to correct. But there's so much hope that Jesus can, by his spirit, transform us. Ezekiel goes on a little bit more. It says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. I mean, these are all promises of changing us from the inside, the way our hearts function, the way we think, the desires that we have. He says he can reset all those things. He can change all those things. That was the promise of the new covenant that they did not have access to in the old covenant. Because Jesus had to pay for our sins in order for the Holy Spirit to come in. So they didn't have access to what we have access to. They didn't have the promises that we have given to us in the new covenant. I mean, what a what a huge privilege we have to be in the new covenant era. Also looking at Jeremiah 31, I think starting around verse 33, it says, But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They will not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. It reminds me of passages in the New Testament says that you don't need any man to teach you but the Holy Spirit, the anointing that you receive the Holy Spirit will teach you all things it says that in I think 1 John they didn't have that select few had that in various times where the Holy Spirit would come upon them, they would prophesy but they didn't have that like we have that full time we have the deposit of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is constantly teaching us. No one else has to teach us on the outside to know the Lord. We have an inner desire, those of us that are saved, to continue to draw near to God. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. That is a gift that we have been given to long for and continue to pursue God. They didn't have that. So the more I contrast the Old Covenant and New Covenant, what it would have been like to pursue God in the Old Covenant, and what it is like now, the gifts that we have received in this New Covenant, this new promise from God, is precious, right? I mean, the tools that we've been given, more than tools, I mean, just precious gifts that we've been given, and the promises that we've been given in this time that we live, and the abundance of materials that we have to read what he promised, to read what he said, to take his word for what it's worth. So Matthew 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the Father. We've got all those promises. I'm thankful this morning as I read that passage and I clued me into how much we have in the new covenant and how blessed we are 
to be in the time that we're in, to have the Messiah, to have access to the Messiah, to have the Messiah working in us and granting us his spirit, to have our hearts of stone being removed and having him put in a new heart to give us new passions and new desires. I think that's that's praiseworthy this morning. It's something that we should all give thanks for.